Today we have the conclusion to our series on Shalom. And I hope as I go through the conclusion, I hope it all sounds familiar because I hope we've been able to uh, focus on some very simple uh, but practical things pertaining to our lives and that Shalom can almost be viewed as this, the main thing. The question that I want to present to you today to really make you think and to kind of get focused on that thing that matters upon Christ is this. The question is, are you satisfied with life or do you feel like something is missing? That's kind of the the essence of what, you know, everybody's searching for something in life. And when you find the thing that fills your life, then you should have satisfaction in your life in all all realms of your life. The word shalom defines a whole and complete life. If you're not satisfied with life, then you need to go to the only place or to the only one who can give you shalom. So I want to first review where we started, and that is kind of this Jewish meaning of this word. It's a Jewish word, shalom. It's a Hebrew word. And I carry that over into the New Testament, even though there's a different uh, uh, Greek word. The the Jews still carried the same meaning. So first of all, I want to go to uh, something that occurred uh, just a, a day or two ago in our scripture reading as we're reading through the entire Bible. So go to 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse number four. This is a very interesting passage where um, Samuel is, well, God's working out who's going to be the next king, and the next king is going to be Saul, and um, Samuel's a part of this, uh, part of this work that God's doing to, to tell Saul he's going to be king and make it very clear to him. Now, in the midst of that conversation, um, as Samuel speaks uh, to Saul about what's going to happen to him, um, he's going on his way, uh, traveling about. And verse number four says, And they will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you will accept from their hand. So this was just a prophecy. Uh, Samuel was telling Saul what's going to happen to him later that day. And he's going to run into some people. They will greet you. Literally, um, and the English is probably an okay translation there. This is this is what we would expect. But the literal translation there would say, and they will ask of your shalom. They will ask of your shalom. How is your peace or how is your wholeness, your completeness, your welfare? And we would consider that we meet somebody instead of saying, how's your completeness? How's your your welfare, you'd say, how are you doing? So this is the idea of shalom. It's it's a picture of completeness and wholeness. The New Testament example that I want to uh, uh, share that really conveys that same thought and idea is in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 33. It says, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. God's not a God of disorder. He is a God of peace. God's not a God of 
chaos, God is a God of shalom. So, you know, this, this idea of confusion, you know, it's a, it's a contrast. Shalom is completeness and wholeness, where it, whereas the contrary would be brokenness, disorder, chaos, problems. So, so we have some choices to make in life. If we go with God, if we seek him out in our lives, we can have wholeness and completeness in our lives. And that would kind of, as I would, as I think about it, what people really want is they want to have happiness in their life. They just want to have some peace in their life. They just want to feel loved in their life. You know, there are a lot of things that people think they're looking for. Really, it's all found in this word shalom, where you are at peace, you are right with God. He gives you a whole complete life. Now, there's an example in, in, in Acts where uh, just kind of, we've been studying through Luke, but now I want to continue with uh, some more of Luke's writing in Acts chapter 3. In Acts chapter 3, we're going to have illustrated, I'm going to read verses 1 through 10. And I think this verse illustrates very much, even though the word peace or shalom is not in this verse. I think it illustrates what we're trying to convey, what scripture is trying to convey to us about wholeness and completeness and the results in our lives. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, in order to beg alms of people, of those who were entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, Look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. And seizing him by the hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. With a leap, he stood upright and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they were taking note of him as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This is big news. And this is a physical illustration. Uh, It's most obviously is how I should say it. uh, An illustration of a broken life that is made whole. But it is very indicative of what is true spiritually. For this man and for us, it shows a broken life 
that is given wholeness and completeness, a broken life that is given shalom in the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 8 in particular reminds us of shalom, and it reminds us of Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. So let me read again verse number 8. As Peter has reached down and pulled this guy up, as his, his legs and ankles that have never been walked on are now strengthened, and he's, he's pulled up. Verse 8 says, with a leap, he stood upright and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. This young man had received uh, a salvaged life. He was filled with joy. He had received the blessings of a full life that comes through Jesus. Malachi chapter 4 verse 2. A wonderful prophecy for us. It reads, but for you who fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. And you will go forth and skip about like calves from the stall. The contrast here in the, the man's life was a broken life, dependent upon others. His life was not uh, complete in that sense, but God made him whole. And in our, in our lives, so that idea of needing, in, well, for the young man, he needed healing and he received that healing. And so he went forth and skipped about. He knew the blessing he had received. And that's supposed to be true for us spiritually. And a broken life all of us are broken that the scripture rings true that says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all broken. We know that we have sin that has messed up our lives. We know we have have had issues and we know who we were before we came to Christ. But in Jesus, he takes all of that brokenness and he can salvage our lives and make us whole. Now, the follow-up to chapter 3 of Acts, when this man is healed at the, at the beautiful gate, the follow-up is that, preacher, is that Peter gives a sermon, and he's preaching, is arrested, has to stand and give testimony uh, before this, the elders and the rulers, the Sanhedrin, with the, the high priest the very, very next day. Um, and then in chapter 4, verse number 12. Chapter 4, verse number 12, here is the crux of everything. It says, and there is salvation in no one else. This is Peter preaching to to everybody here, all the religious leaders who rejected Jesus. He's telling them about this uh, young young man who was healed, who had, had his life salvaged. There is salvation in no one else. He's speaking about Jesus, you can see earlier. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. When Jesus comes into our life, our reaction should be uh, like the man at the beautiful gate. We get up and we leap and we spring forth like 
like calves that have been cooped up in a in a stall all winter and it's spring we feel this a little bit even right now when spring comes we go outside and we're leaping around spiritually that is us all our lives let it never be anything but that and that's my challenge is to cons- for each of us to consider that every day of our life when we may wake up renewed being renewed day by day that we wake up and we go forth in this day realizing that Christ is with us and continuing to heal us and to help us and salvage our lives. We can go forth and leap leap like calves from the stall. Don't live a broken life. Live the free life, the salvage life, the life that is healed, a life that is whole. You know, and this is beyond just physicalness that I'm talking. We could have the worst arthritis ever, but in Christ, we are free and leaping and praising God all the day. Whatever issues we face, the shalom from the Lord, the peace we have in Christ, the wholeness and wellness that we have in him, because our lives have been salvaged by him, then he's always with us. And we always have that inner peace, no matter what our circumstances. Make sure you're living like that. And that's why we add 2 Thessalonians to our verses. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse number 16, right at the tail end, just a very simple kind of a standalone verse. You you don't have to search for context on this verse. Paul just presents this as, hey, by the way, you better be doing this at the tail end of his, his, uh, his letter to the Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Now may the Lord of peace himself continually grant you peace in every circumstance. The Lord be with you all. And isn't this what we want? This is we want we want something that helps us through this life, no matter what the circumstances are. Because this life we realize is going to be filled with hardships, with difficulties. But we must remember that in Christ they're only momentary, they're light difficulties. They're, And they're achieving for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. God is at work within us. And his shalom that he gives us now, no matter how bad this life can get, no matter how bad Satan comes at you or life comes at you, difficulty, challenges, whatever it is, remember that the shalom that we receive from the Lord, the peace, the wholeness we have in him, it's present and it's effective in every circumstance. In Christ, you will overcome. And in Christ, you have overcome. And so we, we just look to this, this great peace that we have and let it fill us each and every day so that we can experience the sunrise of Jesus in our lives and have peace, have wholeness, 
have a smile on our face, even in the midst of difficulty. Shalom from the Lord. And he's the Lord of Shalom, the Lord of peace. It's effective in every circumstance. God doesn't take away our difficulties. He sees us through them. When we have that kind of internal peace, this kind of internal wholeness and completeness in this difficult life, then we naturally, certainly want others to have it too. We long for this in our lives, to be able to share with others Jesus Christ who has salvaged our lives and and tell them, hey, Jesus can salvage your life too. Just going to backtrack to Acts chapter 3. Pay attention to verse number 6. Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, walk. That's a powerful statement, but we have something just as powerful as to be able to tell the truth about Jesus to others. Because that truth is that Peter shares in the sermon to the leaders. He tells them, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 4.12. It's the name of Jesus. That's all we have to take to people is the name of Jesus. His name that represents who he is and tell people about Jesus. We should long to tell people about Jesus. He is the one who can help. He is the only one. You think about all these people around us that they're longing for something. They're searching for something. They're trying to find peace of mind. They're trying to find happiness or joy or some sense of fulfillment. They're trying to find it somewhere. And we know that everywhere they search, it's going to lead them just down another empty hole until they search and find Jesus. So the conclusion of this is understanding that Shalom is that is he, Jesus is the one who can fill our lives, give us completeness and wholeness. Jesus is the Lord of peace. And when he provides us peace, it will help us in everything in life, no matter how terrible. So turn to Jesus and have shalom from him. And when you have shalom from him, don't forget about it. Don't let let it go, but live according to it and share it with others. We've got to share the peace of Christ with others. And that's the conclusion. It's very much, do I have peace in my life? Do I have shalom? And when I figure it out and know that I do, then do I want to share it with somebody else? And when you really have it, we will want to share it. So remember, shalom from Jesus, have it and share it. Don't keep it to yourself. That's no peace at all. So I pray that each one of us will have Shalom, a whole life, a complete life, 
no matter what our circumstances are, no matter who we are, what our background is, we can have a wholeness, a right relationship with God that puts us in a perfect, happy life where we can go forth and skip like calves from the stall, the stall because we have met the sun, the sunrise of, of Jesus who has healed us. So share that with others. Live it and share it. If there's anybody who needs to respond in any way, I, I pray that you'll be encouraged to do so. And we're limited in this format of how we can do that, but we pray if you'll reach out to us later, we'll be here for you. Find somebody in the church or give me a call later and uh, we will pray for you and we will address whatever it is that you need. But respond, seek Jesus and share him with others. If you need to respond, we encourage you to do so as we sing this song. <laughs>